Securities offered through Kester Investment Services, LLC, Kestra IS, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC, Kestra AS, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Capital Advisory Group, Inc. is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS. Neither Kestra IS nor Kestra AS provide legal or tax advice and are not certified public accounting firms. work hard for your money. For the next hour, you're going to learn how to keep what's yours. Capital Advisory Group presents Keep What's Yours. Here is Josh Gilbert and Jeff Sufall. Welcome to Keep What's Yours with Jeff Sufall. I'm Josh Gilbert sitting here with Jeff Sufall. He is Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. We do a show every week called Keep What's Yours. Jeff, you wrote the book. That's right. Happy Saturday. How are you doing? You you wrote the book, Keep What's Yours. We do the show called Keep What's Yours. The idea here is to find somebody like Jeff, uh, a senior tax strategist, wealth advisor, to take a look at your stuff and just say, yeah. where can we be keeping a little bit more of more, our money? Exactly. You know, uh, the government comes along. Uh, you've taught me how to look at my paycheck stub. Yes. A lot, of, a lot of people don't understand what all that gibberish means. Right. Um, but it's vitally important that you look at it on a regular basis. We got paid the other day, and I took a look at it, and, you know, it's like, oh, okay, this much money's coming out for my retirement. Yes. And it's a pretty sizable number. That's but good. Um, the idea is what can I live with and exactly. what, what can I live without. Exactly. And the higher that that retirement number is coming out of my paycheck – and if I can still maintain my, you know, my Pay the bills. fabulous <laughs> lifestyle, yes, <laughs> we want that number to be as high as, so as rich possible. Rich and famous. <laughs> right. So it's like, you know, I, I drive the Bentley around. That's right. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. So, uh, you know, we got a new car payment. Uh, we had to get a car. I hate to say it, but, you Bentley, know, huh? the Bentley <laughs> is not on the list of, of cars. Uh, we went to Darren at HWK. got me a new Sorento. Cool. Because the old Volvo, the 2009 Volvo, the air was just not oh, always working. Too hot. Too yeah. hot. <laughs> and, you know, it's like my wife's like, we've got a baby now. We need, yeah. you know, really. I would have drove that thing until, you know, the wheels fell off. Yeah. But the idea, if I go careening into a ditch because the wheels fell exactly, off Exactly. I'm fine. <laughs> you know, I could crawl out the that's window. That's right. But with the baby and everything, we had to. Can't do that. You know, and right now, we talk about inflation almost every show. We talk yes. about. It's huge. The way that the market is right now. Should we do this? Should we do that? Uh, the rates are up. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, should we buy a car? Darren from HWK will say, probably not right now. If you don't but if need you need one. one, you need one. But if you need one, yeah. you need one. And, and the other interesting fact is interest rates actually Tick, tricked down just a touch. Whoa! Yes. So they were they were on average they were encroaching six percent, five point three. Interesting. So, yeah. Uh, gas prices are still way up, but that's a whole different conversation. Yeah. Um, so we had to get a new car, and you know, do I go back into my uh, retirement and, and make adjustments instead of doing twelve percent? Do I? Tick it down uh, to ten percent, so that I've got a little bit more money exactly. to play with now that we've got a new payment. That's the mathematical equation that we put together to say, "Hey, this could be your alternative." And again, it's not that you wanted to buy a new car; you didn't have any choice. And unfortunately, you can't walk to work every day, so you got to buy a car. Right. And one of these things uh, that just so <laughs> happens to happen when we're least expecting mm-hmm. it: new children. Yes. Might pop up. That's uh, right. Not, there's no announcement. <laughs> Don't worry. There's no announcement. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, but the question is that we have in my household every night is what happens if there was another one? That's right. And, you know, and we're doing this with daycare. What happens if daycare costs double? So the funniest is we had our little midlife crisis to buy the little two-seater car. And then grandkids came along. Oh, no. And it was like, hmm, <laughs> what do we do with them? <laughs> so, Jeff, so Jeff has gone from the the red two-seater yes, to, to the, the minivan. The minivan. No, no minivans. No minivans allowed. Well, the, the coolest <laughs> SUVs. Thing, yeah, now is they're making SUVs that have a lot of room. Yeah. And even the minivans. Speaking of Kia. Some of the minivans have a lot of room. Darren at HW Kia, they got that Kia Carnival. It yeah. looks like an SUV. Yeah. But it's technically a, a minivan. Minivan, so. yeah. Uh, that's the thing. Life comes at you fast. That's right. You got to zig and zag. So. so the question is, are you prepared to deal with it? And financially speaking, we should be in a comfortable spot 
where uh, if if financial emergencies happen, um, we have a place to go. Exactly. And and the way to get to that comfortable spot is to talk to Jeff Zufall. Exactly. You Sit know? down, plot it out. Sit down, plot it out. Senior tax strategist, wealth advising, have the whole conversation with him. 636-394-5524, by the way. That's the phone number. Have the conversation so that you are in a position uh, a year from now or two years exactly. from now. That you are in a comfortable spot that you don't have to worry about, you know, the what happens if the AC goes out exactly. in our house. And that's the question is, what's your number? Um, and a lot of people go, what do you mean? Some people are content with $500. Some people it's 50000 Some people it's 100000 And that is access to capital that you can get your hands on. When I go to sleep at night. Mm-hmm. What is going to help me sleep knowing that if the AC went out and if the refrigerator got busted and we had to add a new car? Exactly. I would have access. There's, there's access or ways to go get that money to bring it into the and We're talking cash. Yes, we're you know? talking cash. Right. Um, and again, most people are like, oh, I need $100,000 on hand because that's, you know, four months of salary. No. <clears throat> yes, you need that three months of capital. You have access to it. You don't need it sitting at a bank account doing nothing. Yeah. And so and the, way, the way that bank accounts these days are, we're making uh, pennies. Yeah. So inflation is, pennies. inflation is 8.6, but yet you may be getting a quarter of a point in a savings account. You're losing money. Yeah. Nobody's ever going to go, oh, hey, look, you just lost money. But the reality of it is the purchasing power of that money sitting in that savings account lost value. Yeah. So you're losing money mm-hmm. by just leaving yes. it sitting there. So you want to craft a way to say, let's use your example of $100,000. Okay, I got $100,000. If the car went out and we needed to get a new car, if the AC went down, if we had to get a new fridge, um, then we probably would need our hands realistically on twenty grand. Exactly. Okay. And then, you know, that would give us – and we're talking about something that I can grab tomorrow. Exactly. Or I can go to the bank uh, <clears throat> on Monday and pull out. This is cash. This is cash. Um, the other places, the rest, where should the rest of your money go? Well, that's up for you and Jack exactly. to decide. And we'll figure out what risk tolerance are, what the money's really going to be used for, so on and so forth. But literally you would have 30 days cold cash sitting in a savings account doing nothing. But it's cash. You get it immediately. Let's talk about uh, my retirement <clears throat> account. You know, mm-hmm. I'm stocking money away in there and it's a nice number that I like. It's high. It's it's fun. Yeah. You know, every time I see my paycheck, I say, ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh I'm gonna re- <laughs> I, maybe I will retire with that Bentley. Um, but that isn't necessarily money that I can make liquid tomorrow. No. No, because again, if and you neither do, should I want you, to, and you shouldn't use that. That is the, the the question is is what is the purpose of these accounts? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you ask yourself that over and over and over. Your your retirement accounts, your four hundred one k IRAs, um, other than a Roth, are retirement. That's what they're designed for. And you're not in retirement today, so you leave them alone and let them sit. Because if you go messing with it, you're going to uh, throw your numbers off for starters. But to get money out, you're probably going to pay taxes on it, mm-hmm. and you'll probably pay a penalty to get access to it. Yeah. So the concept is is when we create these accounts, the way to look at most accounts is there's three different types. Okay. There's taxable, which means you pay either interest or dividends on an annual basis going forward. It's Every year, it's, something's going to pop up. There's tax deferred. That's your 401ks, your IRAs. You're putting money in to defer taxation to a later date. So if I have a, a million dollars in a tax-deferred account, well, we can realistically say that we probably owe the government 20, uh, 30%. 250. <laughs> yeah. If you cashed it in all at the same time, you, 250 would go to the feds, you'd get the rest. Right. Um, so know that your tax-deferred accounts, yeah, you can, you know, your compound interest is exactly. our friend. And that's, can, the, that's the, the can, kicker there. We can grow it quicker, but we do, at the end of the day, Oh, we still owe the government their exactly. fair share. Yeah. And then the third would be tax-free accounts. It's a Roth IRA. As long as the rules are followed correctly, you will never pay tax on that money once it goes in that account. And that is, uh, I get paid. They take the money out in taxes. Mm-hmm. You know, I take 300 of that uh, post-tax. It's exactly. already been taxed, and I put it in a Roth. Yeah. 
and that way it, it will grow probably at a slower rate. Well, it depends. Again, depends on what your risk tolerance is. You could have a Roth um, that just goes gangbusters, makes a ton of money. Yeah. Um, who's the PayPal guy? Uh, we've Peter talked Thiel. About it. Peter Thiel put his six thousand dollars in his uh, Roth IRA that's worth like sixty billion today. You no, know, he bought a bunch of PayPal stock yeah. when it was ten cents a share. Exactly. But um, it now is is grown exponentially over time, and literally the the IRS is trying to figure out how do we cap this. And they came up with a couple weird rules that never really saw the light of day yet. But they said, hey, if your account's over $10 million, you've got to take money out each year as so it grows. So even even as far as <clears throat> socking our money away in an account that we don't want to touch, whether it's a Roth IRA or if it's a, a traditional um, tax-deferred uh, account, we don't want to really touch that money. But we have a lot of choices of what to do exactly. inside There's those tons accounts. of places to go. Exactly. Um, but uh, I want to get back to, um, you know, I need money. Mm-hmm. And what accounts should I pull from? What if I, you know, I, I put a bunch of money into to my IRA, I hit my cap, you know, uh, and then I, I, I get an E-Trade account. Yeah. And I buy Disney stock and I buy Tesla stock and I buy Walmart stock. Uh, do I want to say, oh, the air conditioner went out. Do I want to go and sell Tesla stock to pay for my if, air conditioner? If that's your taxable side where you have access to it without incurring penalties, typically, yeah. Um, I mean, that's probably where you'd go get it from because your only all other alternative is that tax-deferred group. You would have to sell something, create taxation and penalties to pull the money out. Are again the flip of it is remember a Roth IRA. Whatever you put into the Roth IRA, you have access to pull it out. So if you put six grand into a Roth, you have access to six thousand. You just can't if you're under fifty nine and a half or five years is what the rules are. You can't access principal until the later of the two. Yeah. So if you're fifty, you have to wait till fifty nine and a half to access your earnings on that $6,000. But at any point in time, you could go grab it and pull it over. You pull the, the capital back out. And, and it would be no tax. Um, now, they're going to send you a 1099. 1099 says taxable amount not determined. There's a little box that's checked. And the problem is is when you make a contribution from a, this from a tax angle, when you make a contribution to a uh, Roth IRA, you should record it on a tax return somewhere. So you literally would say, oh, I did $5,500 to a Roth five years ago. The tax return itself will keep that calculation rolling forward. So if you ever sell $5,500 of your Roth, the the tax software knows that it's not a taxable event. Otherwise, you got to go back and say, what I put in, right. when did I do it, and do this weird calculation to prove that that 10A9 they send you is not taxable. So the idea going forward, everybody, uh, you know, driving around in their cars, listening at home uh, while they're doing the dishes, whatever, I want you to to sit there and do what I did uh, with Jeff. How much money do I need cash, liquid cash, in a a checking account or a savings account somewhere? How much money do I need that if I needed to get it from the bank tomorrow – you would have it's the ability, there. yeah, the ability to go get it. And I, I ask my wife this question <clears throat> all the time, and she's very conservative. Mm-hmm. But the first thing she says, she's at five grand, and I go, "Wow, that's a lot lower than <laughs> you know." Jeff, yeah. take this money, take it, run, and do something <laughs> with it before she changes her mind. But I think that number has actually crept back up. Yeah, I think she said about ten or twenty. Yeah, um, that that'd probably be more like it. Seriously. And then the question is, well, what do we do with the rest? Yeah, then the rest goes into something that is. I'll say a midterm, because remember, anything that you put in the market has the ability to take a loss. And we've seen that over the last six months. I mean, we've had, what, a run of eight years, nine years, where, you know, there's no top that just keeps going up and up and up and up. And then all of a sudden in 2022, basically the wheels fell off. Um, and since January, pretty much market hasn't done much. Come on, don't um, forget COVID. Well, COVID, came, well, COVID was kind of a short-lived right. March to say June, yeah, well, if you, July. If you took your money out, true, in, in March of twenty. <laughs> yes, uh, you, you never saw the rebound. So, right, um, but it did pop pretty quick um, and came right back into play in COVID. Um, and then everything was perfectly fine from there. But again, if you have money that you think you're going to spend, even in the next year maybe the next year and a half, you want to stay away from that Tesla stock. Yeah. Um, or maybe split the difference on it. Keep half in, I'll say, mid-money. 
ultra short bond fund, something that's just going to it's going to earn a little bit more than a money market, but nothing that you're going to write home about. But it's uh, to your point. I need ten grand next year. Why would I I put it? I know I need ten grand. Mm-hmm. Why would I put it in a stock? That when I come to get it next year, I Could pull it be back worth out. Eight grand. Now it's nine grand or yeah. eight grand. Yeah. Okay. I knew I lost money. Maybe if yeah. I left it in long term for thirty years, exactly, it'd be fine. It'd be perfectly fine. But if, I, yeah. I know I need it. Don't go down Don't that path. Don't put it in a risky. Yeah. Even place. even it sounds crazy in this environment today because of the Federal Reserve and the rising interest rates that we have sitting out there. If you owned a corporate bond fund. Um, the corporate bond fund probably down about 14 to 16 percent on average. That's a corporate bond fund that should just chug a lug along and earn a 3 percent yield. Um, but it got yeah. hammered along with everything else. It's not sexy. It's just no. tough. It's, it's I mean, durable. Three percent. It used to be inflation. for this is you know this bond fund was for orphans and widows was how it was always explained. Um, it lost 14 to 16 percent. So, again, that's why you can't use a bond as your alternative. You have to go even one step below that, um, which may be an ultra-short bond that looks at the world under 30-day window. That's it. Yeah. Um, it's not going to make that much, but it will kind of hover right around break-even. Um, but possibility that you could get a little bit more than what's in a money market. Yeah. So uh, One of these things that you told me about a couple of weeks ago I turn on, you know, CBS this morning, and they're talking about it themselves, I-bonds. Yes. So, so an I-bond basically got to hold it 12 months. Um, I think it's nine last, and don't quote me on this, but it was this was the last uh, uh, interest rate was 9.62% mm-hmm. um, because it's geared to inflation factor. Inflation is high, so the 8. rate is 6. high. Yeah. When inflation is low, it might not be a, an investment vehicle for you. Yeah, three years ago, it was the, like, blah, we won't touch that investment. Today, it's it's the thing. But and, again, and, yeah. most brokers aren't going to say, hey, look, go buy this thing because you got to go to the federal government, set up your account online. If you can... If you're my money guy, yeah. um, you know you're not. I'll gonna, say it to you. Go, yeah. hey, here's a here's some place you can go. I can't give you ten grand, yeah. and you, I can't go buy. I have to go, yes. and this is a relationship I have directly with the federal government. Yes, I buy an I bond. Uh, so if you need ten grand in in twelve, well, let's say thirteen, fourteen, fifteen months, you need ten. You're grand. okay. <laughs> and you put it in an I bond for a year. Exactly. You collect your nine percent or wherever it is right now. Yeah. Uh, let it. You have to let it sit for a, a year and a day, mm-hmm. and then you can take it back out and, and take you, it out. But if you take it out any time before that, you don't see any. You forfeit the interest. You for forfeit that. any interest. Yeah. You just gave the government ten grand. Ten for grand six for, months for, yeah. And yeah. for nothing. But if something happens, it happens. But you do get your your original principal back. Yeah. So, um, so that might be a place to go. Which yeah. it's not an ultra short investment, no. but it's a. So you, know. you would have cash. You would have an ultra short, which would be the next step. You'd have like you know an I bond as your next step, and then money which that is you, a year. Yeah, know. and and money that you don't think that you'll need for the next two three years down the road. You could start to actually step out and buy some some different stocks, depending upon it. Again, you could buy blue chip stocks. Um, Without giving you know investment advice, but blue blue chip stocks that pretty much chug along, you know, earn a decent dividend. Share price goes up a little bit, but don't really move a lot in the in the, the big picture of a growth yeah. stock. And it's so. it's fairly safe, and it makes a little bit more money than just yeah. I mean, in the it, within within reason, um, you know. But every stock always has its inherited risk. Um, which even that, you know, safe, secure company, they go, oh, you know, and I'm at WorldCom, you know, oh, they're not going to go anywhere. And literally one day they just imploded, went to and, zero. Enron. Well, yeah. and Enron, <laughs> that was a whole, <laughs> whole same, same setup, but they were, you know, manipulating it from the inside. But there's companies that just literally look beautiful on the outside. All of the analysts had buy ratings on it and then just literally poof, went, you know, belly up the next morning. Yeah. So, again, that's what you're trying to avoid, um, you know. And if it's a year or two years down the road, you can maybe as it pops back up a little bit, sell it, take the cash, you know, if you know you're going to need it. So, ultimately, uh, the question is, what is the purpose of your money? Exactly. What is the purpose of the account? What is that account going to do for you? Or what's it supposed to do for you? Is it cash? Which means it's there waiting for you to, to say, hey, I need this money. If it's 
retirement money. You could go put it out there today. Anybody, you know, I'll say anybody under 40 um, better be buying into this market. Um, you got tons of time. Um, don't panic on what you see. Um, you'll go through three more market cycles where it skyrockets and drops like a rock between you now and right. retirement. So just so put it in there and don't look at it. The funniest part is any everybody looks and they say, oh, look, you know, this shirt is on sale. Let's go buy it. But when you look at a stock and go, hey, it just got hit by 20 percent, it's on sale. So, yeah. But nobody will buy it because they're like, wait, we got to wait for that price to come back up. But you told me my <laughs> mutual <is> crazy. fund, <laughs> let's just say my mutual fund was at 200 at the beginning of yeah. the year and now it's down to 128. It's well, on that, sale. <laughs> that just means that every time I get paid and, you know, yeah. I go to buy more of it, I'm getting more. More shares because more it's shares a lower share price. Because exactly. the share price is lower. Yeah. Look, I'm not cashing out until I'm yeah. in my 70s. Exactly. Jeff's seen my, my numbers. He's just well, don't even, plan on retiring until you're <laughs> your 70s, trust me. But most people look at it as like this retirement as this day that they retire and then they got to do something with all their money. You still need the market to help guide. You need that 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 rate of return, the performance to help your your account stay ahead of inflation as we go forward. So again, it's the your degree of risk may go way down when you go into retirement. You still need the market though. Yeah. Cuz if you earn a 3% rate of return, you're still not staying ahead of inflation. Used to be inflation was like 3.5 on average, you know, and you could use that as kind of your gauge. I think our numbers are going to be skewed because inflation is going to be here for a while. I mean, yeah. just because the Fed raises rates doesn't mean that six months later they've combated and fixed it. It may take three, five years to make it go back down. And once you start talking inflation, that's where you, the ra- the regular people like myself start going, uh, uh, <laughs> I really need uh, a wealth advisor. I really exactly. need a tax guy guide you through to come this. in here and tell me exactly what all this means, what it means for me. Exactly. And, and that's the thing. It's like, well, what does this mean for the economy? We, we hear people on the radio and TV talking mm-hmm. about the economy, this and that. What does it mean for me? And and that you, what's your inflation factor depending upon what your lifestyle's like? Yeah, I so, mean depending upon what you buy, how much you spend, all that good stuff. The famous economist on the nightly news isn't going to talk about me. No, I need just, somebody to talk about exactly. me. They're going to do generically. Hey, here's the markets in general. You need somebody to look, hey, this is how it's affecting you, and this is what you should be worried about. And that somebody can be Jeff Zufall. He's not just the guy on the radio <laughs> uh, with the Keep What's Yours book and the Keep What's Your radio show and the, the Jennifer Blome uh, advertisements throughout the week. He's a real person, and he works with real people. Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. The question is, and I this is the one that I love, and I, I like going out and talking to um, friends of mine, right? You know, having mm-hmm. beers at night. It's like, what do you got, and where do you have yeah, it? Yeah. Um, what? How much money do you have? How much money do you think you need to be able to replace the AC if it goes out exactly. one night? Uh, and what should you do with the rest of it? Are you aggressive? Are you, yeah. uh, you know? And where's your retirement sitting? Exactly. Can we be a little bit? Can you put a little bit more in your retirement? Uh, Jeff always said you could put a little bit more. You know, yeah. every year put a one percent more. Add one percent. I mean, a lot of people will start it. Put it in a drawer, forget about it, never pay to, and that's why that paycheck stub becomes important. Looking at it, increase your four hundred one k by one percent a year. If yeah. you do, if you do nothing else, increase it by one percent. That's it. Look, if I get to the end of my my <clears throat> pay cycle and I still have money left, I'm going to go spend it. That's right. Oh, I got that's money. Human, that's human nature. <laughs> I still got money. Let me go spend it. If if yeah. I t- take that money on the front side, tuck it into a retirement account. You know, I'm not going to spend what I don't have. Exactly. So out of sight, out of mind, just stock it. Pay yourself first. Yep. Pay yourself first. We always say that. Make sure that you have have enough going into your retirement account. And then whatever's left over. Exactly. You budget and you figure out what you need it is to survive. And, yeah, maybe you did need to get that new Sorrento. Exactly. (laughs) Hopefully you'll be able to keep making those payments. With surround sound. Yeah, you know, it's nice. It is a nice ride. 636-394-5524. What's your magic number? What do you need to sleep at night? And what are you going to do with the rest of it? Exactly. Where is it going to go? Give Jeff a call. Have a conversation with him. Sit down with him. And uh, talking to the tax guy, yeah, you think that we got to go every April um, yeah. <laughs> to see the tax guy. But you get paid every two weeks. Yeah. I'm getting paid so in, it's a in July. So it's an ongoing 
so planning the, process. The conversation needs to be in July mm-hmm. as well as in April and as well exactly. as in November and, you know, end of the year a lot of the times we want to have a conversation uh, with Jeff to make sure that we've maximized all of our counts. And, uh, and by the end of the year, by November, we basically know what our tax implication is going to look like because we already have 10, exactly. 11 months. Yeah. Of, That's when you can really zero in your year is October, November, December Yeah, to know, hey, this is what you got going. Here's here's some stuff you could do to help or no, hey, you made too much money. You can't do that. Um, right. You know, that kind of a setup. You can't go back in time and change no. things, but at least you well, know you where d- you're sitting. Exactly. You don't want to wait until January, February of the following year and then go, hey, what should I do? And that's what a lot of people do because there's just yeah. maybe one or two things you could do. We could Tops. have caught this fourth quarter, exactly. October, November, and December. And had it addressed and you'd be home free versus waiting until January, February the following year. Yeah, now you got a big tax bill yeah. that you can't really can't do anything make about. make it go away. Yeah. 636-394-5524. Have a conversation with Jeff about your current financial situation. Show him your, your paycheck stub. Show him your last two years of, of tax yeah. papers. Uh, and just say, you know, we've got three kids, we've got a house, we've got a lake house, we've got uh, a condo, my wife does this on the side. You know, Two Bentleys in the garage. Yeah. <laughs> and we want two Bentleys in the garage. Make it happen. That's right. That's you know, right. I'm going to throw all my papers at you and just say, let me know when I can start test driving the Bentley. It is. Keep what's yours. Yeah. I'm going to have to wait until I'm really old. You know, you'll see an old man behind That's the right. wheel of a Bentley. That's not even eyeballs, not even yeah. going over the street. Mr. Magoo. That's me. That's Josh finding out his Bentley. Uh, 636-394-5524. Keep what's yours with Jeff Zufall. Give him a call. Get a consultation going. Find out how you can keep a little bit more of your money. And, and by the time you wind up at, at 50, 60, 65, realize, that's whoa, right. I got plenty of money that's to live the, off That's of. the best thing to happen, seriously. So, so uh, what yeah. you do now at 40. It counts. Blame me. It counts. Yes. Uh, We'll go to commercial break when we come back. Starting your own business. Maybe that's something that you want to do this uh, recession. Maybe recession's a good time to start a business. The great migration is Mm -hmm. a great resignation. Resignation, yes. Yeah, that's what it's called, Mm -hmm. is what uh, is kind of going on. People are leaving the workforce because they're like, you know what? I'm going to take this opportunity to start my own business. Yeah. What are some of the pitfalls, 10 things you should not do yes. <laughs> when trying to start your own business? Jeff avoid, avoid, avoid. <laughs> it's kind of a, a, a specialist when it comes to small businesses, so we'll talk about that. It is Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. We'll be right back. Back to Keep What's Yours with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall. Back on the Big 550, back on Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. Jeff is Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. He's here with us every week talking about how you can keep more of your money on your paycheck, in your pocket, rather than funneling off to the federal government. To the IRS, exactly. And the, the, the point <clears throat> being that uh, we kept 1200 bucks When mm-hmm. all was said and done, yeah. my son has to go to daycare, uh, has to go to school. We have to pay for it somehow. Yes. So we set up an FSA, a flex spending account. We used five grand in the FSA. That is tax, non-tax. Pre-tax, basically. Pre-tax. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the word for it. Pre-tax. 5K goes into an account pre-tax. We use that to pay part of his schooling. And since we didn't have to pay taxes on five grand, we're sitting at about a 24% tax bracket. Mm-hmm. We kept 1200 bucks. That's right. From going to the government. You're buying lunch today. <laughs> well, uh, gladly. You know, I do need to say thank you. Uh, if we bump that up to ten grand, Technically, be $2,400 savings. Is something that we kept. Keepings. Keepings, Something yeah. that we kept. <laughs> and the idea is we moved $10,000 into a, an FSA pre-tax. So rather than being taxed on the paycheck and going into our bank accounts, we moved it off to the side. And the government says, that's okay. We want you to pay for your kid's schooling. We want you to be able to access this. And uh, if we didn't do it, then 2400 bucks would be poof off yeah. to the federal government, never to be seen again. Never see it. Rather than in our pockets, yes, which is where it belongs. That's where it belongs is in your pockets. The question is, who at the IRS ever calls us and tells us that these things are available? No one. No one. It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. Frankly, if you get a call from the IRS, it's probably not good. Yeah, it's probably not good at all. <laughs> it's not a good thing. 
Uh, they don't call you though. They no, they don't. They don't really call you unless you started that on. Yeah. You know, you called, left someone a message, and they're calling you back. But here's typically, a, here's a note: if you get a call, phone call from the IRS, and you have not reached out to them to initiate the conversation, it's fraud. It's probably a scam. Yeah, guarantee. Probably a scam. Uh, they if they do. come to your house, that's that's, that's a, a little, little that's different. A big problem. They'll show there's a big problem, but they'll show their badges and so on and so forth. Right. Um, and some of them can carry guns. Um, so I mean, they're, they're depending on how depending how, upon who they are and what you've um, been doing with your money. Exactly that too. Um, <laughs> but typically, it's re- regular mail or certified mail. Sure, um, is how they send it. And regular mail is like, hey, you need to worry about this. Certified as males, you better worry about it. Yeah, we're making sure <laughs> yeah. that you're getting. You know, this. we know you got it, and you know you got it. Right. So uh, the IRS, the point being, they don't tell us what's in no. the tax code. No, it's created um, like all the crazy little you know code section one hundred five and one seventy nine and all this are code sections that it's a carve out created by the IRS. The different code sections, some apply to you, some don't. Yeah, and, and you know, for better or for worse, this is the the system that we have. Yeah, you need a, a tax specialist exactly on your side to interpret the tax law for you mm-hmm. to keep twenty four hundred bucks exactly in your pocket. And that's and, just the start. And so. that was on ten grand that I was going to have to spend anyway. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so six three six three nine four five five two four. Jeff Sufal, senior tax strategist and wealth advisor, capital advisor group. Let him be the tax specialist on your side. Okay. Last week, we talked about 10 reasons to start your own business. Do you want to be your own boss? Do you want to uh, exactly. create have your own schedule? Yeah. Do you want to have the fire burning inside you rather than sit at a, a, in a cubicle all day yeah. for eight hours exactly. clicking buttons? Working for somebody else. Do you want to be on your feet and working for yourself? That would be a great reason to start your own business. Here, as an addendum to that this week, yes. <laughs> 10 here's, common mistakes. Here's things to avoid when starting a new business. Yeah. And the first one is failure to assemble the right team. And what that means is the team. It may not – when I say team, it might be six people. It might be ten people. could be one person. Just somebody to help you as you go forward. Saying, I can do it all myself. That uh, rugged individualism, you know, everything. I, you know, I'm responsible for everything. I can do it. That's probably one of the hardest things as in business as time went on, how to, I, I don't want to say delegate, mm-hmm. but to release stuff to people and say, here, do this and walk away right. and, and know that it will be done and not worry about it all the time. You know, um, I spent years at this radio station saying, I'll do it, I'll do yeah. it, I'll do it. And then, I, you know, my wife says, you have to come home. Exactly. Sometime you got to come home. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and be with me. And now that we have the baby, yeah. it's, it's a lot easier. It's not optional. It's not an option <laughs> anymore. But, you know, it's like I don't have to do it all. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so that's the big one is failure to, to, to create or assemble the right team, whether it's marketing people, whether it's accountants, whether it's tax prep people. Whatever it could be. And it might be, from a time standpoint, to take stuff off your plate. You're the boss. You're running the show here. You need to just take stuff off your plate. So you could go play golf every once in a while. What's the point of having your own business if you don't have – You can't disappear every once in a while. Right, exactly. But from a money standpoint, I mean, you're telling me about uh, businesses that have laid off workers because they made too much. Yeah. uh, And then they realize that they – at the end of the year – it screwed up. <laughs> Those employees were bringing in the most money. They were they were know? doing the they were doing the hard hard lifting in a sense yeah. for the company, and they let them go because they made too much. Maybe they maybe they were worth <laughs> those high salaries. Yeah. Uh, when I mean, it comes to bottom line. I, yeah. If you just look at the raw numbers, yeah. I mean, that yeah. was my interpretation of it. I mean, I think running a business, there's a lot of emotion. There is a lot of emotion in it. Um, um, so a lot of times, can I just give you the raw numbers and you tell me <laughs> what's actually going on at my business? Yeah. Well, it's in, to some degrees. Um, it, sometimes it needs a little bit more interpretation of that. Look, um, that guy making a hundred grand uh, hanging out at the water cooler maybe he does have to go yeah that's different but, but if it's hey they make 140 but they brought in 350 yeah you might want to yeah, keep that's them, a justification you know? yeah. yeah yeah so um and then the other one is is skimping on marketing um, a lot of people fire it up and they go hey we're gonna do this by word of mouth only um if the marketing is done especially in today's environment um you got social media that you could get your branding if you want to call that blasted everywhere um, that's easy, and it's, and it's relatively cheap. Um, but again, a lot of people don't know that marketing. You know, I'm just going to do this word of mouth, 
it could take you five years to, to get where you need to be versus using marketing to get you there in a year. Marketing and word of mouth. Exactly. Uh, you know, here's an example. We try to sell our house by owner. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll throw it up on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, be going you know, tomorrow. <laughs> I'll let Facebook spread it around, yeah. and that'll be fine. And, you know, we got to a point where we finally just hired yeah. a real estate agent because she had the backing of a full marketing exactly. department. Knowing what to do, when to do it. It was sold the next day. Yeah. The next yep. day, <laughs> Jeff. So, yep. yeah, marketing is very important. Yeah. Um, the, another one is knowing your customers. So knowing who in the world that you're going to attempt to sell to or sell your product to or your consulting to. You need to know where they live. Where, you know, what's their demographics, where they live. What's their route home so from and work. So forth. Yeah. So don't. You know, you know, just kind of say, "Hey, I'm gonna sell this to everybody," because you may have a niche. Yeah. Everybody should need yeah. this, but only yeah, yeah, only but only these people are gonna see it. Twenty five percent of that's the, where you, of the market. You know. um, the other one is underestimating the financial risk that you will take. So again, I think last week we talked about don't borrow from your four hundred one k. You know, don't cash stuff into you know use it to create this company. Um, but it, it, everything, every venture is going to have some risk in it, um, some inherent risk to a degree. Um, but the question is, is underestimated to say, oh, yeah, I can do that for a grand and it costs you 10 grand. That's an issue. Yeah, um, right. By right, not right, knowing right. the pricing, the pricing structures. The real numbers. The, I mean, yeah. that stuff can get out of hand pretty quickly. Real quick. I, um, I mean, real quick. And then that's kind of what gets you, you know, oh, well, I've only spent this, so I can spend this here. Right. So has, has anyone ever opened a credit card and then looked at the statement six months later? Yeah. And oh, went, my God. Whoa. Where did all this <laughs> And then you look at, yeah, the grocery store, the gas yeah. station. 5,000 yeah. transactions. These are all normal like, transactions. Like, wait, wait. I just didn't realize it would add up that quickly. Yeah. We have people do budgets all the time. Um, and that's what we say is just don't. Most people, when they do a budget, will just go, oh, my electric's 200. My gas is 100. And you're, they're kind of guessing. Um, we say go take your bank statements. Go take your credit cards, your debit cards, put everything together, pick a month, compile it. You'll be amazed at what you spend. Find out what it really is. And then go back two months and do the same thing. And then go back six months and do the same thing. And, and what you'll see is it's a it's a trend. And the numbers are probably pretty close other than if you have a big ticket item that was in that month, you know, that you just happen to be uh, putting together. So kind of, kind of wild, but. Yeah. Crunch the real numbers. And, yeah. and do some due diligence, due diligence. and go back yeah. throughout the years and yeah. figure out what your real expenses are. Yep. Because, you know, doing fat finger, you say fat finger. Yeah. Oh, 100 bucks here. Yeah, it's 100 bucks there. here. And it turns out you're at 1000 In reality, it's 1800 Yeah. Um, you're not even the that's right a big, ballpark. Yeah, that's almost double. Yeah. 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 So the other one would be overlooking administrative side of the business. So that is the. What does that mean? That means uh, all those receipts. Um, putting it in QuickBooks, making sure that you do your right filing, that uh, if you pay yourself, you do your payroll tax withholding, um, that you do the actual deposit, um, workman's comp, um, you know, different stuff like that. A lot of people are like, oh, I need that. And it's like, yeah, you need it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, this is the analogy <clears throat> I always bring up. Say you, you, you love flowers and you want yeah. to open a flower shop. Well, great. You've got the, fl- the flowers look fantastic. Yeah. But how do the books look? Exactly. And they're probably a disaster. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to do that yeah. stuff. I don't know what insurances I need. Exactly. I don't know yeah. if I should do an LLC or a, you know. Yeah. The right entity type and so on. So. Yeah. So uh, administrative you know, and I say this all the time. I am not organized. Yeah. I, I'm not good at this stuff. I have a niche that I am, you know, um, you know, jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah. I've got a niche where I'm master of one thing, mm-hmm. and I'm just somewhat good and, <laughs> and really terrible, frankly, at a bunch of at other the rest. things. Yeah. So I would have to, you know, open my flower shop and then just turn all the books over to you. Exactly. And just and say – what kind of insurance do I need? Yeah. What kind of, you know, and you can help small businesses do that. Exactly. Um, and then the other one is uh, failing to be organized from the very beginning of your business. Yeah, that's me. Which means you run six months, eight months and go, oh, yeah, look, I made all this money. And we, I mean, people laugh at this. <clears throat> we see that where people come in and go, hey, look, I've been running eight months. I finally started to make money, but I have no idea where I came from and where I'm going. Yeah. And literally, if I said, how much money you make last week? They go, I don't know. So that's where that failing to be organized right out of the bat 
keeping your receipts, receipts organized, um, not just take it and throw it in a, you know, a bag and throw it in a corner of the office. Um, actually organizing stuff, you know, knowing where you're spending money, yeah. using QuickBooks to your advantage, so on. So I'm I'm good at the at the sweat equity. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good at showing up and doing the work and and turning the lights off at 9 p.m. Yeah, burning the candle at both ends. But I'm terrible yeah, at the books. From the organizational standpoint. But it unfortunately – It's a language I don't speak. I, we also see a lot of husband-wife where the husband is the – I say the business owner if you want to call it that. But really the wife's running the show mm-hmm. because she's the one that's organized that kind of keeps everything on the right page in a sense to, to keep the husband going forward on a day-in, day-out basis. Yes. Yeah. I mean we got, so, a, we got a condo and I'll go down there and I'll do the maintenance on it and – yeah. You know, I'm actually really good at customer service. So mm-hmm. if if guests need anything, I'll jump on the phone. Yeah, there's a there's you need a, another pillow? No. <laughs> yeah, there's a barbecue place down the street, and you want to you know rent kayaks from this yeah. guy. Uh, and my wife is the master behind the scenes. Exactly. She's doing the reservations. Yeah. She's collecting the money, making She's sure everything is taxes, yep. exactly, and all that stuff. And and that's you know it, it's it's a good system for us. Yeah. Um, but there's probably things that we brought to you that we had no idea of. Yeah, exactly. You know, my, my wife's in marketing. She's yeah. not in <laughs> accounting. Accounting, exactly. So, you know, there's stuff that we missed, even though we thought we had a pretty good tandem going. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are things that, that you would need to, to get an accountant for or exactly. to find a Jeff Sufall at Capital Advisory. He can help you out with that. Yeah. So the other one is uh, skipping the planning phase which is actually sitting down and saying, I am going to start a business and this is why. Most people just go, hey, I'm going to go do this and dive right in, you know, hands and feet and everything, and it becomes a nightmare. So planning stuff. Yeah, you got to go plan forward. to take swim lessons before you dive in. Exactly. Otherwise you're going to sink. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then the other one would be not setting goals. Uh, that could be personal, professional goals. It doesn't make a difference. Um, just not putting goals on paper. Um, could be a huge issue because, hey, you don't know where you're going. Um, so that's that's a huge one. Yeah. You, you, sometimes you have to write it out. Yeah. Scribble really it out. And then sometimes you may, out. once you write it out, you look at it and go, that's stupid. You mm-hmm. know, or you go, oh, that's brilliant. Um, we need to follow that. So anything that you don't write out probably will never happen. Um, so, And then uh, undervaluing the products and your services you offer, uh, maybe underpricing it. Um, you know, undervaluing it, not really understanding what you're doing. Um, you know, it could be a huge issue. And then last but not least, this is, I see people go, ooh, that's a cost. I'm not going to spend it. I hear that all the time. Avoiding technology. Um, there's technology that we have <clears throat> that simplifies what we do. Literally one piece of software talks to the other, vice versa. It's not foolproof. Um, there's issues sometimes where it, it doesn't really follow all the way through. But 98% of the time it does. Um, and, yes, it costs for that technology. But at the end of the day, it saves us money. So, yeah. And, um, and, and it's all about uh, what's going on versus what's coming in. Exactly. And if it's going to save me money, I don't mind paying for something up front. Exactly. I don't mind exactly. putting that money out of pocket. And when you talk about businesses and, you know, where are we going, uh, how did we get here, what are the services that we offer, your business could change dramatically dramatically from what you started out thinking that you're going to do to what you're actually doing. I mean, just look at uh, Amazon. I mean, Jeff Bezos was selling (laughs) books online in 1997. Uh, and now, you know, they make e-readers and they, you yeah. know, now he's going to space. Yeah, going to space and sailing around the world in his yacht. So. Right. So <laughs> it's like your business could be one thing. You know, you open up a flower shop uh, and then all of a sudden it gets out of hand and now you're sending flowers. Yeah. All over the country, mm-hmm. and now you're a shipping business. Exactly. You know, and that's basically Amazon sold books. Well, no, now they're a shipping business. Now they're shipping, yeah, straight that, up shipping. That's what they do. Um, so you might have said, well, I grew flowers one day, and the next day I was a warehousing person. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just the, the reality yeah. of the that's, situation. That's it. Um, so you got to have in mind uh, what you're doing and the goals that you want to set forth. And the truth of the matter is that you might not know how to do any of this stuff. Exactly. That's the that's the hidden side of the business that yeah. you never really thought about. 
<clears throat> um, so that's where Jeff comes in, and he can help you out with that, 636-394-5524. Jeff Zufall, senior tax strategist and wealth advisor. He's a specialist in small business. Yes. Um, you can take people's books. You can take people's payroll. You can oh, yeah. take a look at everything and just say, here's where money's uh, bleeding. Being spent or bleeding or, yeah. you know, what'd you, what's this and why'd you spend that money? Yeah, and um, you should invest over here in X, Y, and Z. Exactly. And I mean, these are these are things that you know. Maybe you don't know anything about the floral business, but you know a thing or two about the numbers and how financial is created. Right. Um, that's pretty much it. I, I may not know anything about how the flowers grown, um, when to water it. Um, I'd forget. Right. <laughs> um, but again, at the end of the day, I can look at the numbers and say, "Ooh, hey, that's profitable," or yeah. it's not. Spending too much so, on bulbs. Yeah. Not getting a big <laughs> enough return on the petals. Um, so that's kind of the idea, you know, and, and everybody needs somebody like this in their life. And a small business doesn't really have the capacity to have an, an in-house account. Exactly. Never. I mean, you never have resources to have somebody sitting next to you going, hey, is this a good idea? <laughs> right. And then rather than uh, pay for a, a point of sale service, you might want to do Square or something. Yeah, exactly. And you guys know um, all about that, I'm yeah. sure. A lot of people forget the Square fees. Um, they get the 1099K from Square, and it shows the gross receipts, everything that came through, what was used with the card, what was used without a card. But they forget that the Square fees are on the backside. So somebody may charge $200, you know, and, and that goes in your account. But literally the next day, there's the service charge that Square takes their fee out. Hmm. Um, a lot of people forget that number because yep. um, you got to go and pull it. Um, uh, no different than if you're an Uber driver. This is one that just blows my mind. Um, stumbled on this a couple of years ago. If you're an Uber driver, the trip that Uber clocks for you, because Uber will say, here's your mileage. But your mileage is while you had a person in your car in the fare. So it's from point, say, from the airport to wherever they're going, to their hotel, drop them off. That Uber driver's got to turn around and go back to the airport or go back to someplace else to pick up the next to, ride. To, yeah. That mileage is always missing. It's not logged it's with not Uber. Logged, because Uber only counts when there's somebody in your car. Right. So we see that there's ton, there's thousands of, of miles missed by somebody running from an airport to a hotel, turns around, goes back to the airport to pick people up. They forget about the return trip. So, And that's uh, one of those things, mileage right now, before we end the show today, let's, let's mention this, mileage deduction yes. is <laughs> um, You know, when can I deduct mileage uh, when I'm driving around? And there's apps out there that you can use. Yes. Um, so on our website, there's my, what's called Mile IQ. There's a discount for a 20% discount. Um, there's a little, um, what do you want to call it, a promo code that you could use, um, which is out there. But it's just one that we've stumbled onto. We like it. It works. Um, but for 2022, there's going to be two sets of numbers for mileage. Um, you have your January 1 to your June 30th, and that's running at 58 cents a mile. And then July 1 to December 30th, it goes to, I think it's 60, 62 and a half, I believe. Um, so there's a 4% increase in that for the second half of the year. But you got to keep two sets of books now. You got to keep the first half of the year with all your personal mileage and all your business mile. And then the second half of the year on the tax return, it'll be broken off in two separate sections. And uh, the Mile IQ app. Um, Literally is goes on your phone and it tracks. Everybody freaks out on this. It tracks where you go, everywhere you go. So at the end of the day, if you went to the grocery store and it's not business related, it's personal. You left swipe it and it goes away and it clocks that mileage under personal. If it is a business venture where you went to go see a client or you went to go pick something up for business, you right swipe it and it'll actually clock it for business. At the end of the year, it will generate a, I'll say, an Excel spreadsheet. It says total miles for the year was X, business miles were X, personal miles were X. So if you drive uh, a lot for a living or for your job or whatever and you do a, a mileage deduction, you get this app and every day when you go to plug your phone in at night, you just open it up and, and say uh, this was for work it'll, and this It'll was force it to you daily. <laughs> daily, okay. I mean literally it'll force and said, hey, you made five trips. Tell us what and these trips are. Boom, 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 boom. Swipe a finger. Yeah. It's that simple, and it keeps yeah. track. And and the question is, 
you know, you pay for an app for, you know, 50, 60 bucks a year. Am I getting more of that back in a mileage deduction? Yes. Oh, by leaps and bounds. By leaps and bounds. So, so there's two ways to look at this. So everybody thinks that, hey, I'm going to start a business and I'm going to put my car in it because my buddy said I could do that. Technically, yes and no. Um, the theory is, is if that vehicle is used 100% for business use, okay, you could do it. But there's very few people that could say that. Um, if I was a contractor and I bought a new F-250, um, I'm not going to go drive around on date night with my F-250 with you know mud all over the cab. Right. It's going to sit in the driveway, and I'm going to use it for business purposes only. Um, so that's kind of the, I say the divide in a sense. But most people can actually not put their their vehicle, you know, place it in service in the business, but yet just do mileage. So you could have multiple vehicles that you drive. As long as you can try, the IRS says that we want this in a, I say, a, a format of date, uh, who you went to go see, and what the mileage was, the apps will do that for yeah. you. Just grab an app and let and the app it. do all the math. Let it do all you. the math. Yeah, um, let it do all yeah, the math. Does it matter where you are? Um, it does confuse it if you have your your app on and you're in a golf cart and you drive around in circles for a while. It really <laughs> confuses it. It doesn't know what to do. <laughs> well, that would be weird. Um, but that golf cart trip was for work. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, but, you know, it all adds up, and especially if they're going to kick us back uh, four or five cents more. Exactly. I mean, that's, that's due strictly to inflation. Um, you know, uh, we're sitting at 8.6, so. Gas was up. I think that it uh, still doesn't justify, especially if you're running diesel. Um, you get an extra four cents a uh, mile. Um, you know, you go, eh, that's probably not doing much. Right. But well, there's, least, there's ins and outs to yeah, it. Yeah, at least and, they've acknowledged it and given us a, a little bit of a, a perk to it. And go to the Capital Advisory website, capitaladvisorygrp.com. The the Mile IQ yeah, app mile, the, is the app with the little uh, coupon code is out there. You coupon, can buy you can it. save 20%. 20%, yes. Uh, you can find that out there. You can also go to uh, myerctoday.com. Yes. Failed to mention this one this week. Employee retention credit. If you kept employees on the payroll during COVID, you prevented them from jumping off and going yes. on to unemployment, and the government had to support them. If you kept employees on your payroll, the government wants to give you a credit. Myerctoday.com. Fill out all your information. Put your business information in mm -hmm. there, and you can see what the government may have in store for you. Yes. Just as a gesture of goodwill, thanks for keeping, keeping people Keeping them on off. The, the payroll. Yeah. Thanks for keeping <laughs> people off unemployment when we were paying double unemployment. Here's a, a bonus credit for you. Uh, I think that's all that we have today, Jeff. Senior tax strategist and wealth advisor, Jeff Zufall. Keep what's yours, 636-394-5524 in your personal life. In a business setting, <laughs> yes. if you need Jeff to do the books for your business, if you need Jeff to kind of sit down with you and tell you uh, you've got $100,000 in a savings account, here's what you should be yeah, doing with here's it. where it needs to go. He can help you out with that. He is a uh, he's a, a jack of all trades, a master of all <laughs> trades when it comes to numbers and financials. So give Jeff a uh, first crack at looking at your books and making sure that going forward, you know, we're halfway through the year. Yeah. For the next six months, let's set us up for success when it comes to next year's tax Review time. Review what you got going. And let's make sure there aren't any surprises. And oh, yeah. Frankly, let's let's make sure that there, maybe we get some uh, some bonus money. At yes. The end of the <laughs> find out that we kept a little bit more money yes. in our pockets. Jeff Zufall, thank you so much. Thank you. See you next week. You've been listening to Keep What's Yours with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Manager at Capital Advisory Group. To learn more, call 636-394-5524 or visit capitaladvisorygrp.com.